Hi everyone, I'm Dave. And I'm Marvin. It's day 95, and this is God's Big Story. It's a story. It's big. Never boring. No way. For his glory. Always. It's God's Big Story. So welcome back, everyone, and, well, we've made it through another week. Welcome to Day 95. Hi, everyone. Nobody knows what he's gonna ask now. It's Marvin, the friendly, curious cow. So, Dave, it's Friday. Yes, it is, Marvin. And if you remember, I am on quite a roll. From 5-2 down, it's back to 5-all. Yeah, yeah, I really need to stop the rot this week. Okay, well, let's get to it. Yeah, jingle, please. What do you remember? And what do you know? Let's find out because it's Friday. The Friday Quiz Show. Yeah, it's the Friday Quiz Show. Hi, Gary. Hi, guys. It's good to see you again. Are you guys ready for this week's quiz? Oh, we sure are, Gary. Let's do this. Okay, then. Here we go. Question 1 from this week. What did David do to Saul when Saul came into the cave where David was hiding? Okay, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yep, me too. Okay, question 2. When Hannah went to pray in the temple, asking God to give her a son, what did Eli the priest think was going on? Okay, yep, yep, I remember that one. Yeah, me too. Okay then, here we go. Question 3. How many chapters are there in the Bible? Oh, wow. Okay. So, let's see. 66 books. Some of them are really short. Only one chapter. And some are really long. Okay. Okay. I have my guess. Uh, okay. Yeah, okay. Okay, me too. Well, let's see how you both did. Question one. What did David do to Saul when he came into the cave? So, I put he cut off the corner of his robe, right? Yeah, yeah. That's what I put too. That's right. Okay, question two. What did Eli think was going on when Hannah was praying at the temple? Oh, yeah, well, he thought she was drunk, right? Yep, yep, that's what I put. That's right. Okay, and so question three, how many chapters are there in the whole Bible? Okay, well, I figured 66 books and, let's say, 20 chapters per book, and, well, that got me to 1,320 chapters. Okay, yep, I see what you did. Well, I I just guessed 1,000. It seemed like a nice round number. Oh, you're both very close. Dave, you were only 189 out. Marvin, you were 131 out. There are 1,189 chapters in the Bible. Marvin wins. Yeah, I'm back in the lead. Yeah, let me get that up on the scoreboard. Good work, Marvin. But remember, still a very long way to go. Hey, Gary, thanks for coming in again. No problem, guys. Have fun with the rest of your podcast. I'll see you soon. Okay, so Marvin, we had better get to our reading. Okay, yeah, so we had the psalm yesterday. But before that was the whole thing in the cave, right? Yep, Saul was hunting David. Now, when we read that, it maybe sounded like like the problem had been solved, that Saul had realized trying to kill David was wrong. But I'm afraid that didn't last too long. And it wasn't long before Saul had decided again that he really did need to get rid of David. Oh, okay. Now, we're going to skip forward a chapter. We're going to skip 1 Samuel chapter 25. And in that chapter, Samuel dies. 
And also David has a bit of a back and forth with a man called Nabal, a rude, evil man who refuses to help David, even though David has helped him. And at the end, Nabal dies. But we're going to keep going with this David and Saul situation. Okay, I see. Yeah, so who's reading today? Well, today it's our friend Petra. Oh, hi, Petra. Hello. So today's passage is from 1 Samuel chapter 26, verses 1 to 25. Some people from Ziph went to Saul at Gibeah. They said, David is hiding on the hill of Hakalah. It faces Jeshimon. So Saul went down to the desert of Ziph. He took 3,000 of the best soldiers in Israel with him. They went to the desert to look for David. Saul set up his camp beside the road. It was on the hill of Hakalah, facing Jeshimon. But David stayed in the desert. He saw that Saul had followed him there. So he sent out scouts. From them he learned that Saul had arrived. Then David started out. He went to the place where Saul had camped. He saw where Saul and Abner were lying down. Saul was lying inside the camp. The army was camped all around him. Abner was commander of the army. He was the son of Ner. Then David spoke to Ahimelech, the Hittite. He also spoke to Joab's brother, Abisha, the son of Zeruah. He asked them, Who will go down with me into this camp to Saul? I will go with you, said Abisha. So that night, David and Abisha went into the camp. They found Saul lying asleep inside the camp. His spear was stuck in the ground near his head. Abner and the soldiers were lying asleep around him. Abisha said to David, Today God has handed your enemy over to you, so let me pin him to the ground. I can do it with one jab of the spear. I won't even have to strike him twice. But David said to Abisha, Don't destroy him. No one can do any harm to the Lord's anointed king and not be guilty. You can be sure that the Lord lives, he said, and you can be just as sure that the Lord himself will strike Saul down. Perhaps he'll die a natural death, or perhaps he'll go into battle and be killed. May the Lord keep me from doing anything to harm his anointed king. Now get the spear and water jug that are near his head, then let's leave. So David took the spear and water jug that were near Saul's head. Then he and Abisha left. No one saw them. No one knew about what they had done. In fact, no one even woke up. Everyone was sleeping. That's because the Lord had put them into a deep sleep. David went across to the other side of the valley. He stood on top of a hill far away from Saul's camp. There was a wide space between them. He called out to the army and to Abner, the son of Ner. He said, Abner, aren't you going to answer me? Abner replied, Who is calling out to the king? David said, You are a great soldier, aren't you? There isn't anyone else like you in Israel. So why didn't you guard the king? He's your master, isn't he? Someone came into the camp to destroy him. You didn't guard him, and that isn't good. You can be sure that the Lord lives, and you can be just as sure that you and your men must die. That's because you didn't guard your master. He's the Lord's anointed king. Look around you. Where are the king's spear and water jug that were near his head? Saul recognized David's voice. He said, My son David, is that your voice? David replied, Yes, it is, King Saul, my master. He continued, Why are you chasing me? What evil thing have I done? What am I guilty of? 
King Saul, please listen to what I'm saying. Was it the Lord who made you angry with me? If it was, may he accept my offering. Was it people who made you angry at me? If it was, may the Lord see them cursed. They have driven me today from my share of the Lord's land. By doing that, they might as well have said, go and serve other gods. Don't spill my blood on the ground far away from where the Lord lives. King Saul, you have come out to look for nothing but a flea. It's as if you were hunting a partridge in the mountains. Then Saul said, I have sinned. My son David, come back. Today you thought my life was very special, so I won't try to harm you again. I've really acted like a foolish person. I've made a huge mistake. Here's your spear, David answered. Send one of your young men over to get it. The Lord rewards everyone for doing what is right and being faithful. He handed you over to me today, but I wouldn't harm you. You're the Lord's anointed king. Today I thought your life had great value. In the same way, may the Lord think of my life as having great value. May he save me from all trouble. Then Saul said to David, May the Lord bless you, David my son. You will do great things. You will also have great success. So David went on his way, and Saul returned home. Thanks, Petra. Oh, so David, it kind of happened again, huh? David had another chance to kill Saul. That's right, Marvin. And again, he won't do it, because he knows that's not the way God wants him to be king. David is determined to do the right thing. Okay, yeah. And you know, Marvin, there are times when you could get away with doing the wrong thing. No one would ever know. Maybe it's something small, and no one would even care that much. Uh, Like what, Dave? Well, let's say you're getting a treat from the vending machine. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, my mom lets me do that when I go for my swimming lessons. Okay, okay, so what do you get? Moo teasers, Dave, obviously. Okay, so you push the button, and let's say two packets come out instead of one. Oh, hooray, jackpot! Okay, well, hold on a second, Marvin, because yes, you can take both packets, nobody will ever know, it's maybe not that big a deal, but you only paid for one packet, huh? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, I guess you're right, Dave. Yeah, I I suppose if I take both, it's kind of maybe stealing from the swimming pool guys, huh? That's right. You see, Marvin, those are the times. It might not seem like a big deal, one little pack of moo teasers. But if we're followers of Jesus, we should do what's right because it's what God wants us to do, like David. What we should care about is not what anyone else thinks or what they want us to do or think we should do. It shouldn't make a difference whether or not anyone will ever find out whether we'll get away with it. We should care about God's standards because we love God. So boys and girls, when it's just you, when no one else will ever see or know about it, what will you do? Will you do the wrong thing because you can? Or will you do the right thing because you love God and want to do things his way? Following God isn't a show for other people to watch. Following God comes from loving God and wanting to please him in absolutely everything you do even when nobody's watching. Mm, Yeah, that's hard, Dave, huh? Yeah, sometimes it's really hard, Marvin. But that's why it's good to decide, you know what, I'm going to do the right thing before you have to make the choice. Because then when that moment comes and you can go one way or the other, well, you've already got it in your head that you're going to go the right way. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, I'll give that a shot, Dave. Hey, thanks. And, well, that's it for this week, Marvin. So have a great weekend, everyone, and we will see you next week for week number 20. Okay, yeah. Bye, everyone. Have a good weekend. See you then. Goodbye. We'll see you soon. God's Big Story is a ministry of Eden Grove Presbyterian Church. Music and jingles by 
Dave, Josh, and Josh. <laughs>